Welcome to the Invested Dads Podcast, simplifying financial topics so that you can take action and make your financial situation better, helping you to understand the current world of financial planning and investments. Here are your hosts, Josh Robb and Austin Wilson. All right. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to the Invested Dads Podcast, a podcast where we take you on a journey to better your financial future. I'm Austin Wilson, co-portfolio manager at Hicks and Zerker Capital Management. And I'm Josh Robb, director of wealth management at Hicks and Zerker Capital Management. Austin, how can people help us with our podcast? Please, please, please subscribe if you're not subscribed. And that way you get new episodes when they drop on your podcast player each and every Thursday. And we'd love it if you'd visit our website at theinvestedads.com and you can sign up for our weekly newsletter where you'll get a nice email with a link to listen as well as some fun show notes. So go ahead and do that right now. While this is playing in the background, while you go sign up for that and subscribing, we're going to talk about our episode. Yeah. So today, yes, I want to let everyone know that I am a little nerdy. I like Microsoft Excel. It's a good program. It's a good program. I kind of live and breathe it. I spend a lot of time in Microsoft Excel Built a lot of really cool models over the years. I believe it's the single most effective way to analyze and manipulate data in the business world right now. And I really truly believe that mastering it is one way to set yourself apart from other employees. So you can maybe get promotions and new jobs and good opportunities or candidates in the job application process. So what I'm going to be talking about today is 10 and yes, Josh, 10. I, I picked good, a round, choice. easy choice. number. Everyone can remember. But my top 10 ways to move from the novice or beginner realm of Excel knowledge to what I would consider would be intermediate. Okay. And I think that even as intermediate, if you know all of these, you're going to be light years ahead of your peers and light years ahead of your fellow job applicants. So as a matter of background, my knowledge really picked up as I took an Excel for finance class. I think it was my sophomore year in college. And that actually made me have a random thought. So as my sophomore year, mm-hmm. how do you spell sophomore? S-O-P-H-O-M-O-R-E. Why the heck do people, specifically in this part of the Midwest, the Northwestern Ohio area, I hear it a lot, say Southmore. S-O-U-T-H-M-O-U-R-E. Oh, yeah. I never really noticed that. People, listen, people... Who I know, mm-hmm. who you know, okay. say South more. Southmore. Southmore's not okay. a word. No. So anyway, I don't know. When as I was typing the word sophomore in my note here, mm-hmm. I was like, why do people say Southmore up here? Mm-hmm. That's probably another discussion for another day. Yeah. It might have a real reason, or it's just like Warsh. People are just wrong. Oh. Anyway, I digress, but back to Excel. It was really my first job after college where I was a financial analyst at Cooper mm-hmm. Tire handling a lot of Excel sheets for various things at the time, that I became pretty efficient. I learned from colleagues, tips and tricks and stuff like that, and that was great. But it was the on-the-job work that really just made yep. things sink into me. And I think that you know when you use it in a real world, because it becomes a matter of necessity to do your job well or do mm-hmm. it quickly, I think that's the best way to learn. So at that point, I was managing a lot of data needing to get quick analysis as a result of that. So that's kind of how I got to be where I am today. Now I use it for stock research and financial statement analysis, all kinds of different things that go way beyond even what we're going to talk about today. But I use it a lot. I love it. So let's just get right to it, Josh. Number one, I think everyone should master keyboard shortcuts. And these are simple things that aren't just applicable for Excel, Mm -hmm. but really all functions in the Microsoft suite work the same. You should never right-click and click copy. Control C, you should always use your keyboard shortcuts. I think if you add up the time that you would save over the course of a year, 
it it's, is it's hours. It's hours. Just by using these okay. shortcuts right here. So control C yep. is copy. I'm a, I'm a fan of that. Yep. Control V is paste. Yep. Pause. Why, why why is it that instead of P? I don't know. Because that's pause. I don't know. Control Z is undo. Uh-huh. That's a handy one. Yep. Control S is save. Mm-hmm. And then I've I've recently started using these last two, which really help when you're formatting text. Oh yeah. Control B is bold. Yep. And control I is Italian. Yep. So in underline. Control U. Oh, I've never used the underline. I learned something today. Yeah. That's cool. So those keyboard shortcuts alone, many hours over the course of a year yep. saved. Yep. Weeks, years over the course of a career yep. could really set you apart. Now, I do believe it tells you those shortcuts in when you're looking for them in most of the programs. Like if you hover over it or whatever. Or even in the, if you go to the edit and then yeah. you're going to go copy, I think beside it, it will say control C. So if you ever forget, I think yeah. it shows it to you. Or they're trying or to encourage you to use it. Sheet for your desk or yeah. something oh, like yeah. that. So that's While you're one. learning it, it's a good thing. Absolutely. That's number one. Number two, conditional formatting. Yes. Super helpful if you're looking at data and trying to look at it visually based on a, a set of terms and conditions that you kind of decide whether you want highest to lowest or ranked or lowest to highest or whatever you want to do. You can conditionally format things or even color fills based on a value. Mm-hmm. You can conditionally format things so that based on the value in the cell, it will give you a correct way that it's showing it, whether that be a color or bold or anything like that. Yep. So that is a really cool thing that I am able to visualize data patterns more effectively. Yes. Or like you identify outliers or specific. Yep. So if you're saying, hey, there's this whole bunch of text I have or numbers or whatever, give me the biggest or smallest or you can get all that. Conditionally, and then you don't have to manually go through and it's find it. So helpful, so nice. Yep. You're right. Number three, and this is one of my favorites. You like them? Pivot tables. Mm-hmm. So if you have a large, this doesn't, this isn't the most beneficial for small data sets, but a large data set, if you can insert a pivot table, so you'll select the whole table, and then insert a pivot table that allows you to drag and drop and sum and total in a many, many different ways, and you can see percentage of totals and all this stuff. So it is a very quick way to analyze massive amounts of data. So specifically in a prior life, I was dealing with data dumps out of uh, an ERP called SAP. Mm-hmm. SAP is a very popular enterprise resource planning software, but we were exporting data for an entire corporation or an entire plant, thousands of line items, thousands of cells, and it would you can't analyze that with your eyes. Nope. So you need to summarize the data in some way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. and that was the way to do that. So pivot tables are wonderful. They're super easy to refresh. If you just overwrite the, the, the data points with new data, you can just right-click on the table and refresh it, and it gives you a new table summarizing mm-hmm. all those things. So I use pivot tables quite a bit. Yep. I think they're super Very helpful, useful. even in our world, where I can export client data, and then if I want to have formulas based on certain client data, well, I can have real-time updated data because mm-hmm. of the pivot table. So pivot tables are pretty cool. Number four, and this is one I just taught my wife recently because she mm. said, hey, is there a yes. way to do this? And I was like, absolutely there is. Format Painter. Yes. So it, if you have it set up on your on your Excel, or this actually works in Word as well, mm-hmm. you can see this little paintbrush on the upper left. Yep. And if you select something that is formatted the way you like, whether that be a cell, a range of cells, or a word, or a number, or anything, and you click that Format Painter button, that little paintbrush, yep. you can then select another cell you want it to match. Mm-hmm. And it will. It'll mm-hmm. format it the exact same oh, yeah. way. Now, here is something that a lot of people don't know is 
double click it. Click. If you double click it, you can then select a bunch of different cells yeah. and format them the same way, or a That's bunch a of different. Pro words. hack right there. It's super great. So nice. format painter. Also, this is another one that you can save hours and hours and hours by not having to go find the font, find the size, find the fill color or the condition. You can for, your format painter will condition, everything. Will do conditional yeah. formatting for you too. It's super great. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite hacks. I use it a lot. I use it every day. Yes. Number five. This is a pretty cool one. It's so you've heard of maybe the term VLOOKUP. Yep. This is kind of one of the earlier versions of this function. And that's where if you want to look at a data point that corresponds to another data point that you have and then bring in a different cell that's adjacent to mm-hmm. it or whatever, you can select the data point, mm-hmm. then select the range you're looking for that data point to match, and then select the other one you want it to return, which could be a handful of columns in or whatever. Yes. And it will do that. Yep. It's called VLOOKUP. Mm-hmm. Well, then there is another version of that, which is an HLOOKUP, which is the inverse, which is really just looking up and down instead of side to side. Mm-hmm. And it can do the same thing. And then there's a newer function, which is actually called XLOOKUP, which will do both. Oh, my goodness. Or either one. So that is a super specific thing to be able to. Yeah. Suppose you have an account number. This is one example in our world. And the but whatever export you have didn't have the name with it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But another export you have has the account number and the name. You could select the account number, then look up from the other range, the account number with the name, and then select return the name for it. Yep. Super handy. We use it all the time. It's a really helpful mm-hmm. tool. So that is VLOOKUP or HLOOKUP or XLOOKUP. So those are the top five, Josh. Yep. Not in any particular order, but I think, you know, think we're getting a little jacked up. I'm I pretty passionate about this. All right. So... In honor of you talking about your top 10 Excel tips, I have an Excel joke for you. Is it excellent? It will be amazing. (laughs) Here we go. So I was talking to my dad the other day about Excel. And I asked him, Dad, do you know any Excel formulas? Mm -hmm. And he said, yep, some. Some. S-U-M. Yep. That's a good one. See, that was a little too basic, I think, even for this. All right, number six. Remove duplicates. Oh, yeah, I do this a lot. So this is in the do data tab. So in our world, another example of this is you export a bunch of data. We would be using maybe client account data or something like that. And maybe each account is listed more than one time because of all these underlying holdings. Yep. But you only want to see the total number of accounts mm-hmm. or list of accounts. You could select that whole column, which has duplicates in it, mm-hmm. many duplicates, and you Right click, you could do it that way, or you could go to the data tab, which is the easy one easy way to do that. Click the remove duplicates function, and it will leave you only the unique values. Yep. Which is super helpful so you don't have duplicates. Wonderful. Yep. So I use that a lot of times as well. Really useful in cleaning up data to you know ensure the data is really mm-hmm. accurate. Number seven, control F, another shortcut for you mm-hmm. here. Type what you're looking for, it will find that and you highlight it for you. Yep. Control H mm. is the alternative to that. So if you have a name, so yeah, suppose you want to find Rob and mm-hmm. you want to change it to Ron. Mm-hmm. So you could say Control H, R-O-B-B on the top piece and then underneath it, replace with R-O-N. So Josh, Rob, every time it's listed in the whole thing would become Josh Ron. There you go. And that is a, it's actually a helpful thing in real, in real terms, but yep. that's a hypothetical example there. So that's number seven. Number eight, custom number format. Mm-hmm. So you can actually 
first of all, there's all the drop down of percentage. And yeah, they're pre made ones. Currency. Yep. You can do all of those are great. And mm-hmm. I use those the majority oh, yeah. of the time. And there's even the quick ones right up on the bottom yes. there. Like mm-hmm. dollars, percentages are like the two people use and, all the time. And you, that'll get you 90% of mm-hmm. what you need. However, there are certain times that you need, maybe you want it to always list USD at the end. You can set it up to really format mm-hmm. in any way, shape, or form. You just have to give it an example yep. of what to do that and, it, and then write a code for it. Mm-hmm. But you could custom your number formats. So that's really a cool, handy way to do that as well. And then you can save them and use them in the future. And I think that might be useful if, let's say, for instance, account numbers have a dash. You don't mm-hmm. want a dash. Or you need a dash and it doesn't have one. Those are a lot of times. Phone numbers. Yeah. There's a pre-built one for phone numbers. But if you like there a certain is. way a phone number shows up, maybe you don't like the brackets. Yeah. You do it different. That really, that brings up, um, these aren't even on the list. They're calling yeah. audible here. All right. Concatenate. Ooh, yes. I like that word. So if you have a first name that's one field and a last name that's one field, but you want them to get, you want, you want first name, last name, or last With name, a comma, first name, or yeah. space in the middle. You could use the concatenate function. Mm-hmm. This is a bonus. It's not even in the top yep. 10. But you say equals concatenate, grab one, then comma, quotation mark, space, quotation mark, comma, grab the other one, and then boom, you're done. You have first name, last name. Oh, boy. It's wonderful. Yeah. So it's super helpful. I'm sure it's very easy to picture what you just said in auto form, what it looks like on the screen. As Good these job. people are driving, yeah. they're listening to this podcast. So that's concatenate. That's not even what we're going to talk about. Number nine, though, this is where Josh alluded to mm, earlier. Yep. So suppose you control C, copy something, then you want to go paste it in a different area of the spreadsheet. Okay, you control V. That's going to return it the same way exactly the same. that it was. And if you if it's a if it's a formula, it'll copy it as a formula mm-hmm. instead of as other things. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes you want to paste the value. Sometimes you want to paste a picture. Sometimes you want to paste just the text. Sometimes you want to paste the column width or the color or the this or the that. There are ways to do that. Mm-hmm. Instead of form copying it and pasting it as it was, you can copy and paste certain aspects of it. That would be called paste special. And you could use control alt V instead of just control V for paste, control alt V. And that'll bring you up a number of ways to paste. Or and, right click. Or and right. they're all listed right there. They are. I, that's actually I, that's how the, I do it. That's the faster one. I think in this instance. Because then you say you have to select it either yeah, way. Yeah, you gotta you gotta pick it. Yeah. I, I that is how I do it. Right click and then they have the let the yep. list of how to paste it. As and values. One, one the best formatting. way that I have found this to be used is the values function. Mm-hmm. So if I have a sum of something and I want to copy that sum, I don't want to copy the formula of the sum. Yeah. I want to copy number the number of the sum. And then I will right-click and then copy-paste his values and I get the numer. Mm-hmm. The, the numer? Numer. The number. The number. I get the number. There's the word. So paste special yep. is the answer. And then another one that will save you light years this is it. of time because I, and I, I didn't know this for a while, mm-hmm. admittedly, for a little bit into my career, but if you scroll, it takes a while. It takes a, if you have mm-hmm. 100,000 line items, mm-hmm. which is real in yep. some instances, if you scroll, you're going to be scrolling all day. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the shortcut is called quick navigation. Quick navigation uses control and the arrow keys up or down mm-hmm. or side to side. Yep. And goes as long as there's data in there, it'll skip all the way to the top. Yep. Or the bottom or yep. the side or the side. And that will save you years. It's amazing. You run into the stop if there's ever a, a blank. gap. Yep. Yes, if there's a, a blank, blank in there, then you the get stuck. Mm-hmm. But yes, that is a great way of doing it. I think that one a lot of times speeds up because you could drag way past it. 
Oh yeah. You can get impatient and just yep. jump way too far, and then you got to yep. go backwards. This will because Excel is unlimited. I mean, there's I know. Well, there's not, not an quite, end but. to the Excel sheet unless you're in the real world. In the real world, yeah. there is an end, but there's really not an end to the Excel sheet. If you're there, you probably need different software if you get to that point. But you could really scroll too far. So you're right. That's a quick way of jumping, and you can also hold the Shift key if you are highlighting along the yep. way to to get those. Or you could use Control Shift and the arrow to highlight them all, yes. and then you could Control C them. And put them somewhere else. I use that all the time. Yep. All right. So we're getting a little nerdy here. That is the top 10. 10. Now, I believe, as I mentioned earlier, that top 10 alone will take you from novice stage to the intermediate stage of Microsoft Excel and put you ahead of three quarters of your peers Mm -hmm. and three quarters of job applicants for the same job you're applying for, which is great. Mm -hmm. We love that and we're happy to help you do that. So master those. I would say we could and should take this another step further in another episode where we'll go and look at the 10 different functions and tools to go from intermediate to advanced. So stay tuned in a future episode for that. And that is going to be things like my bonus tip here would be to learn to use, write, and understand macros, which is essentially using VBA coding to write programming for Excel. Mm -hmm. It's extremely powerful. So stay tuned for that. That's something we're going to talk about as well. Uh, a couple tips on how to improve at Excel because everyone needs improvement, even me. I live mm-hmm. in it every day. Even me, I have had to ask for help. Oh, yeah. Google, I YouTube, which is going to be what I talk about. But I've actually had to ask for professional help. Like, I, I need this to do this, and I don't know how to mm-hmm. do it. And it's very helpful. So, yes. so how to improve at Excel? Take a class. Mm-hmm. There are often free classes. There's cheap paid classes, community college classes, whatever. If you're in college, take an elective. Super helpful. Probably some good options there. Number two, learn on the job. You're going to learn on the job. That's really going to yep. help. And I really think that's going to be the most beneficial and, and best way to learn, period. Number three, use it every day. If you're in the business world, you're probably using it every day. But just continue to yep. use it. And the more you use it, the more familiar familiar and comfortable you are going to be with it. Another one is YouTube. YouTube yep. is huge. If you want to learn how to do XYZ in Excel, yep. there's probably a video on it. Yep. I do that a lot when I'm trying to put out... because. In Excel, you could do formulas. We talked about yep. that. There's all different ones, all different functions. And sometimes I know what I want, but I'm not sure which formula is best used for that. Maybe there's two couple yep. different options. And then I'm just kind of Google kind of how do you in Excel get yeah. blah, blah, blah. Then you can kind of get that end result. And I do that a lot because I, I kind of know where I want to end up, but I'm not sure the most efficient way to get there. Okay, so this is something that I think we could justify a business expense for. But there is a paid subscription to what's called excelformulabot.com or something like that. I've played around with it. It's an add-in for Excel, and it uses AI to write formulas based on natural language. Oh, So you can say, I want to do this, and it will understand what you want to do, and then spit out the formula for you. It's like $5 a month. So... I think we can justify that. So anyway, that's a, that's another option, and I've played around with that. I don't have it currently, but I've played around with it. So I guess final thoughts. Yes. I'll start. Yes. Excel is something that is it's truly a powerful business tool, and I think that everyone going into the business world, and specifically the finance world, needs to have a really good understanding of it. I do think you're going to get the most exposure in your first job in real world learning there, than you are even in school and courses and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But you need to be somewhat prepared. Mm-hmm. But I truly think that the the way to differentiate yourself and have really good job security, you could be the go-to guy for XYZ. One way to do that is to 
master Excel. And then if you can do that, your job is secure. You're going to have opportunities. You're going to have chances to lead and chances to be the point guy for XYZ. It's a great thing. So take advantage of it. I think it's a powerful tool. But if you, the, the converse is also true. If you're not as good at Excel as maybe your colleagues or as your peers for this job application or whatever, you're probably going to be overlooked hmm. for opportunities or for promotions or for the job. So at least be up to par. But I'm saying this list will get you above par. Yeah. And really, my question is, why are we spending so much time talking about this one software? Right? And it comes down to, in my mind, and I agree with what you just said, when I'm looking to hire people, depending even on the role, maybe it's not even an advisor, but just a, an operations role or something like that, or even in the non-financial world, if you can show me some skills in Excel, to me, that translate the ability to problem solve because Excel is a very wide open tool. And if you can utilize that, it shows me that you can learn or problem solve in other software. Right. Because this is really just a fundamental for what you could do in a lot of other programs, yep. right? We have specific software for trading, retirement planning. We use software designed for different tasks that I could probably do in Excel, just not as efficiently. Yep. And so for me personally, when I'm looking at this, the reason why Excel is so important is because it really drives back to the ability to take a problem and navigate around it to say, I know what I want. Like I talked about, you know, when I'm Googling, I know what I want. Can I take this software and manipulate it to get me my end result? Yep. And if you can show me your ability to do that, then I have high confidence you can also take a program or a problem somewhere else and take the same mindset approach to solving it. So that's why I like Excel in watching people or seeing how they utilize it is just to say, how how can you take this and show me your problem-solving skills? Yep, That's really how I, I, I see it as a benefit as a candidate, especially for job applications, is to say, hey, look, at this is a program that's very open that I am comfortable in and figuring out the issue or the problem. Absolutely. Well, thank you for listening. If you had someone you know, asking about Excel, you can mm-hmm. share this episode with them. Hopefully yep. it would help them out. We'd love it if you'd subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And don't forget to check us out on social media. We're active on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and we'd love to connect with you there. If you have any questions or content ideas, yeah. shoot us an email at hello at theinvesteddads.com. And until next Thursday, enjoy your spreadsheets and have some fun with that. And we'll see you then. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Invested Dads podcast. This episode has ended, but your journey towards a better financial future doesn't have to. Head over to theinvesteddads.com to access all the links and resources mentioned in today's show. If you enjoyed this episode and we had a positive impact on your life, leave us a review. Click subscribe and don't miss the next episode. Josh Robb and Austin Wilson work for Hicks and Zerker Capital Management. All opinions expressed by Josh, Austin, or any podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Hicks and Zerker Capital Management. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Hicks and Zerker Capital Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. There is no guarantee that the statements, opinions, or forecasts provided herein will prove to be correct. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Indices are not available for direct investment. 
any investor who attempts to mimic the performance of an index would incur fees and expenses, which would reduce returns. Securities investing involves risk, including the potential for loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment plan or strategy will be successful.